All right, we welcome you again to the Lord's house. If you're watching online, we welcome you too, of course. We finished up uh, verse by verse with the book of Luke last week. And so this week, right now, I just want to take uh, kind of, I'm going to call it a recap. And uh, I'm going to look at three different things, uh, whether it's a, a story or uh, just something that the book of Luke taught me or meant maybe a little more to me than something that stands out. So anyway, uh, let's start uh, with Luke chapter 8. And of course, today being a recap, I'm not going verse by verse like, like we have been. But Luke chapter 8, I'm going to key in on verses 48 and 50. And it's the story. And I, I remember this. It's been several, actually a few years ago. I, I don't know the date of when this was preached, Luke, Luke chapter 8. But it's been a while. And, but I remember the story very well. It's the story of Jairus and his 12-year-old uh, daughter who is dying. And Jairus, uh, he's uh, a leader in the synagogue, comes to Jesus, and he asks for help for his 12-year-old girl who is d dying. So, And then the story moves on. And I want to... Uh, take the story and kind of walk through it with you, not, not read the story verse by verse. But uh, so he comes to, in fact, Matt, if you don't mind, do we have that part that says hope, not sure of hope? 
uh, etc. Let's do that one. Then we'll do then we'll do the do the verses after this. Jairus comes to Jesus, and he says, "I've got a twelve-year-old girl at home who's who is dying. Will you come to help me?" And Jesus says, "Yes, I will. I will come to your home." And so Jesus takes those first steps with Jairus to Jairus' home. So the first word on that script on your screen is hope. Jesus said, yes, I'll, I'll go. So there's hope. On the way, as they are walking, if you remember the story, uh, there's a woman in the crowd who has, uh, who has an issue of blood. She's had a hemorrhage of blood for 12 years. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know if God did it this way, but... The girl was 12 years old, 12 years of life, and the woman has this hemorrhage of blood for 12 years. It's almost like 12 years of death. And she watches Jesus as he's walking along the road with Jairus to Jairus' home, and she, knew, she knows, of course, she has this disease, this, this, this problem, and she has been to doctor after doctor. The Bible says spend all that she had and still nothing better still worse and she looks at Jesus and she says if I can just touch the hem of his robe I will be made well not gonna you know take that each thing individually just if I can just touch his robe I will be made well and she does that she reaches up and touches the back hem of his robe and he felt that now he felt that, and he stopped and said, who touched me? And the apostle Peter said, how can you say who touched you? There's a crowd of people, all, all these people. And Jesus said, no, stop. Somebody touched me. Now, here's what I want you to see. When Jesus said stop, well, that was probably a thrill for the woman. There's no doubt the thrill for her because she knew something was going on, but one person in the crowd is a little disconcerted by it, and that's Jairus. Because they're on the way to his house because his, his daughter is not just sick, she's dying. Now, I've never been in that place, but I can try to imagine a father who is desperately doing anything he can to save his child. And Jesus has said that he'll go to his house. So the first word was hope. Yeah, now there's hope. But now Jesus stops along the way. And he doesn't really explain it. And we, we know now from, from hindsight, reading the scriptures, what it was all about. But Jairus doesn't know that and nobody else knows that. Jairus is looking on. Now, why did you stop? Why did you stop? What's going on? We don't have time to stop. What do you, Jesus... What are you doing? I thought we were going. So that next comes the phrase, not sure of hope. This is on the screen. It's also on your, on your outline on the back side of your announcements. Now, not sure of hope. Because I don't know what Jesus is doing now. I thought I did. I thought we were on this journey, and it was just so hopeful. But now I don't know. I don't know what Jesus is doing the story goes on and you know the story how Jesus does heal the woman with the issue of blood the hemorrhage of 
blood. Nobody is watching this more attentively than Jairus is. And there's be a couple scriptures we're going to put on the screen here at the end that I want to show you, and that's, that's where I asked you to turn, I, I think. Luke chapter 8, the first one will be, if you have your Bible, the first one is verse 48, and then the second one is verse 50, and we'll get to that in a minute. But Jesus heals the woman. Nobody's more attentive to that than Jairus is. Hey, he can do it. He can do it. I just saw him do it. If you'll believe, you'll be made well, he tells her. If you'll believe, you'll be made well. And she was made well right then and there. Nobody now is more excited except for her than Jairus is. So we go from hope, not sure of hope, to hope again. He really can do it. And now, and now, not only that, she's healed. We get to keep on going, and we get to go back to my house now where my daughter is dying. And so he's back to hope. Now, but, but, right then, and this is really neat how the Bible does this, just as he heals the woman with the hemorrhage of blood, Exactly at that point, there is a servant comes from Jairus' house. Exactly at that point, servant comes from Jairus' house, said, there's no hope. Why? She's dead. She, she just died. He goes from watching Jairus, goes from watching Jesus heal. Now there's hope. The servant comes exactly at that point and says, there is no hope. She, she just died. So he goes from hope to no hope. And Jesus, let's, uh, let's put the verses on the screen, 48 and 50. This is what Jesus told to the woman. Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Now, in verse 50, right at this point when the servant comes to Jairus and Jesus says there's no, there's no hope, what does Jesus uh, tell Jairus? Don't be afraid. Only believe. And she'll be made well. Exactly what he told the woman with the issue of blood. You will be made well. Believe and you will be made well. But there's no hope. Now, now, He's building hope again. Back and forth. Of course, they go to, go to Jairus' home, and that kind of leads me on to the next thought that I'll get to. Go to Jairus' home. He does raise her back from the dead. Now there's this incredible hope. Hope, not sure of hope. Hope, no hope. Hope. Isn't that? I don't know about you. I know about me, though. And that's, this is what this story spoke to me. That's me. That's me. And that seems to be my, my journey with Jesus. There's sometimes, you know, things are just going so great. There's so much hope. And then the next day, the next minute, it's things just, things look completely different, much more bleak than what they did. And then, then things look great and then things don't look great. And that's just the way for a lot of us, not everybody in the room, not everyone who's watching is life this way, but for a lot of us, I know it is. 
I know it is. Everything's going great, and then you get that phone call in the middle. Don't you hate when your phone rings in the middle of the night? And let me say it right here. I hate the text in the middle of the night, too. And if you're going to text me in the middle of the night, it needs to be important, okay? But we all hate those because it's usually really bad news. But life seems to be that hope, not sure of hope, hope, no hope, hope. I want you to look, Matt, I'm going to put verse 50 back on the screen. And I'm going to end this section with that verse. Look at what Jesus said. Don't be afraid. Only believe. And she'll be made well. Now, my favorite Bible commentator is G. G. Campbell Morgan. Uh, passed away years ago. So, but anyway, his commentary on this section there's no way that he could write his commentary on this section of Luke without including a very personal part of his life. And he used this verse right here of Jesus speaking to, to Jairus. Don't be afraid, only believe, and she'll be made well. The reason it spoke to G. Campbell Morgan so much is because he had a daughter who was dying. And, of course, he knew the scripture very well. He knew, this story, there's no way this couldn't be one of the most impressive scriptures to him because he had the, the only daughter he had was dying, and she did die. And he looked at this verse, and, you know, this would be one of the verses that if I was in that case, I would, what some people call it, I would want to claim this verse. He did claim the first part of it. He said in prayer when I, when I, you know, like any father would probably do, he took his Bible and he looked at that verse and he looked at that verse and he, and he, and he prayed that verse and, and he wrote his, his commentary on this scripture right here. He wrote that Jesus talked to me about the first part of the verse, but he never talked to me about the last part of the verse. He never promised me that she would live. She is well. He, she is well. But G. Campbell Morgan said, Jesus never told me that she will live. But he did talk to me about the first part, those first two things. Don't be afraid. Only believe. The Lord doesn't always tell us how things are going to work out. And that's why there's hope, and then, boy, I'm not sure of hope. There's hope, and then sometimes it's just no hope. And then there's hope again, and he doesn't tell us, he doesn't always tell us how things are going to turn out. His promise to G. Campbell Morgan was not that she'll be made well, but it's, he, he, the Lord told him, it's okay. Don't be afraid. Only believe. If you're looking at your Bible or your phone or your iPad or you're looking at the screen, I want to tell you this morning that this is God's word to you right now. I don't care what the situation is. The situations are all different online and in person. The situations are all different, but the answer's going to be the same. Is Jesus speaking to you? Don't be afraid. Only believe. Don't be afraid, only believe.
I'm going to move on to the next one. This is something that I noticed, and it does come from uh, Luke chapter 8, What this story. Jairus' daughter who was raised from the dead. And the chapter before that in Luke 7, the widow of Nain's son who was raised from the dead. And there's only one other time mentioned in scripture that Jesus raised somebody from the dead, and that's John chapter 11, the raising, uh, raising of Lazarus. And so when I went through Luke chapter 7 and chapter 8 and looked at those instances where Jesus raised someone from the dead, in each of those times with the son who was in the casket, he said, young man, I say to you, arise. With Jairus' daughter, he said, young maiden, Young lady, I say to you, arise. With Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. Each of those times, they responded immediately. Immediately. In Acts chapter 17, verse 27, Paul writes this, and he's not necessarily, the, the intent of Acts is not that He's writing about death and heaven and, and, and eternal things, but the point's still the same. Um, so that they may seek the Lord in the hope that they may grope for him and find him. Here's what I want you to see. Though he is not far from each one of us. Going through the book of Luke in 7 and 8 especially, uh, I, I, I gained a whole new outlook, a whole new understanding of what, not just death, but after death. And, I, and, and this helped me. It may not mean anything to you, but it changed the way I look at it. It, changed the, it, changed, it took away some of the fear. It took away some of the, some of the uncertainty that heaven, life after this life, is not a long way away. Jesus is not out there somewhere. He is not far from each one of us ever. He is not far from each one of us ever. Heaven, if I could, if, and I don't even like to refer to it as a place because I think it's so much more than that, but it's not a place way out there somewhere. It's right here. You just can't see it. Young maiden, I say to you, arise. And she arose. Her spirit returned to her immediately. Young man, I say to you, arise. Now, this was a funeral because he sat up in the casket immediately. Wouldn't that be something? Lazarus, come forth immediately. There's no distance. There's no time. It's right there and that's why Paul can say the uh, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord it's one heartbeat it's one breath it's one heartbeat it's one breath and you're right there he is right there I I don't like the jokes about uh, going to the gates and I don't like all the saint Peter at the gate jokes, <laughs> all right? Now, 
you've probably got some good, good ones to tell, but that's not what heaven is going to be like. The Bible does not include one St. Peter at the gate joke, okay? It's just not there. I've, and I've looked, you know. I, I, I need some ammunition. That's not what heaven's going to be like. It's not a long way off. Jesus is not a long way off. He never is. He's right there. Somebody said it this way, and I know it's an old-fashioned way to say it. Eternity is at your elbow. Eternity is at your elbow. What's that mean? It's the old-fashioned way of saying if you're sitting at the table, where's the salt? It's right there. It's at your elbow. It's right there. That may not mean anything to you. I, I hope it does. I don't know that it does. It just, it changed me, and it, and it helped me. And it helped my thinking of what eternity is like. It's just right there. I do have one more thing. I know the band's going to take a little bit of time, so I'm going to ask them to come on up. It, it, they're going to have to. Uh, take some time to get prepared for our invitation song. So we go on to the last thing if you're uh, looking at your, at your outline. Just an overview, a recap of the book of Luke. Jesus came for you. That's why he came. Jesus came for you. In Luke chapter 2, I'm just going to go through these real real quick. Luke chapter 2, there's the, there's the announcement of the angel to the shepherds. I bring you good tidings of great joy. There's born unto you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. God has come down to man. This is the Christmas story that God hasn't forgotten you. God loves you. God is looking for you. God is searching for, for, for you. There is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He has come for you. In Luke uh, chapter 15, the, the, the famous story, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And the, the familiar refrain, the familiar theme is God will leave everything for you. That God will leave everything for you. That's how much he loves you. And Jesus just came out and said it in Luke chapter 19, 10. I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. Well, I was lost. I was lost. And Jesus came to seek and to save me. And he came to seek and to save you. Now... I'm going to ask the congregation to stand, those of you that are here, of course, to stand. And most of the time, most of the time uh, when I preach, I try to zero in on one thing. Well, I haven't done that today. Today's been a little bit, a little bit different. I've kind of been here. I've kind of been there. So for the invitation this morning for our prayer time, our altar prayer time, I want to do it this way, uh, instead of, you know, just one thing that we might really want to concentrate on and pray about, I'm just going to say this, if you need prayer, if you need prayer, 
and it may not have anything to do with what's been said. Or it may have everything to do with what's been said. But if you need prayer, I'd love to pray for you. You know, I, we didn't have a whole lot of services in our parking lot, you know, during that, during last year. But when we did have the service in the lot, one thing I missed extremely was to be able to pray for you. So if you need to just, whatever it is, if you need prayer, we invite you to come. These chairs are here. You can stand, kneel, sit. But we just want to be able to pray for you. So if you need to be prayed for, just pray for me. We invite you to come. Jesus, you are enough. Jesus. 